There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Well, week two, uh, you know, I think uh, reflecting on last uh, last Saturday's game, um, you know, it felt like it was a good effort. And uh, at the same time, I think there's plenty for us to improve upon. Um, and that's that's typically how it is. You know, you, you go out there, you have, you have guys that uh, in some cases haven't haven't played a college game before, uh, you know, in some cases haven't played a college game for us. And you have guys that haven't played a college game since since December. So we have all those scenarios. Um you know, uh, you get out there, you, you face an opponent that, uh, you know, they, they created some chaos. Um, you know, I think with the way they moved on defense and that causes problems, uh, I'd say, at, at times. But we adjusted. And, you know, that defensively, uh, again, outside of a couple plays, you know, we certainly made them one-dimensional. Um, not that we didn't expect that they would be that way anyways. But, you know, stopped the run, um, you know, and, and got a lot of guys in there. Uh, I think we – we proved that we could run around pretty good. I, I think that's the thing. We tackled pretty well on, on, the, on the defensive side of things. And then we, we forced three three turnovers. And, and, you know, so to win the turnover margin, uh, to not be penalized, you know, our penalties really, for the most part, came at the tail end of the game. Um, special teams-wise, it was it was a pretty neutral neutral type of game. Way of thinking that we, we played pretty clean. Um, I, I do think there's, you know, there's certainly things that we could correct. Um, but But the effort was there. Um, our playmaking, I think, was there, and uh, you know, certainly a performance uh, for us to build upon. And and obviously, with our upcoming opponent being South Dakota State, we need to do that. Um, you know, defending champs, number one uh, ranked in the country right now, a team that now this will be our third game in eighteen games uh, uh, against them. So, you know, there's familiarity uh, from both of the semifinal matchups. Uh, I think we both bring a lot of players back. Um, you know, and it's it's going to be one of those games that I'd imagine uh, I think it'll go down to the fourth quarter. And you know, to get there, uh, you need to play uh, play well on both sides of the ball. We need to you know be able to push to gain an advantage in the special teams um, side of things. But but they're good in all three phases, and, and you know it's going to take uh, an improved effort on our part uh, as far as our execution goes. But that same relentless. Uh, uh, way of going about things as far as how hard we play. Um, you know, looking at their their team, you know, offensively they return all five starters up front, uh, and that was the strength of theirs last year. Um, they return one of their two tight ends in Hines, and he's a really good player. Obviously, they return their quarterback, and Granowski had a, a phenomenal playoff run um, last year and, and can run it, can throw it. Uh, return the Yankee twins. Um, you know, they're obviously a, a point of attention. And I look at those two running backs, um, you know, I think that that tandem's uh, really good in, in Davis and um, Johnson. Uh, and they, they they are a different blend of, of, of running back, you know, and, and Davis is a powerful guy that certainly can run. And, and you know, we found out how uh, Johnson could really run uh, speed-wise last year as well. And he's, you know, he looks physically like he's put on some weight. Uh, defensively, they lost a couple guys up front, but they play a lot of guys. You know, they they played 
eight guys. They rotated fourth at a time most of last year. So their ability to, to elevate guys and, and kind of really play that same uh, same style of, of playing four and then put four guys in appears what what they want to continue to do. You know, really strong at the linebacker position. All, all three of those guys return, um, led by Bach in the middle. And then the secondary wise, you know, I really felt their corner play was was excellent last year. Um, so, you know, you don't see a, a real weakness um, across the board for them. Um, and you shouldn't. They're defending champs. They didn't lose a whole lot. And that's that's the nature of the beast uh, when you uh, bring back as much as they do. So, you know, it's good. It's going to be an exciting night um, come Saturday. Uh, packed house there in Brookings. And, you know, we got to have a real good week of preparation to get ready for them. So I'll open it up. Other than the obvious personnel changes, weather differences, of course, uh, anything else kind of that you feel is different about your team in this matchup than you know, the last the last one? Well, I think uh, I think for us, um, you know, that game um, left its mark on us last December. And I, and I do think returning all our line D line. I mean, there was certainly a concerted effort for that group to continue to take a step forward physically. Um, so I think we feel like we've made strides there. Um, we'll go certainly get tested come this Saturday. I think at times this past Saturday, that physicality definitely, definitely showed up. Um, so that that's obviously different. I know, you know, the environment's going to be, you know, beyond the weather piece, the environment's going to be quite a bit different, you know, a, a packed stadium there, much different than it was in December. So I, I do think their crowd will be much more of a factor than it uh, than it was on on that that day in December. So you know there's there's differences, but there's there's plenty of similarities. Um, you know, and you could look at both both of the games the last two years where there's a lot of those same players that have played, and and now this will be their third matchup. And, and you know uh, um, they do things uh, you know much like like we want to you know to to be physical, to be sound, to uh, to, to be able to make plays in, in many different ways on the offensive side, on defense, to uh, to run to the ball and, and get off blocks. And, and you know, the, so, you know, it's a it's a matchup that uh, obviously we don't take lightly by any means. But I, I, I think, uh, you know, we got to look and have a sense of confidence, too. You know, it's not too long ago we did beat them. Um, and, you know, though you can really throw those two games out and, you know, this is the 23 version of, of both of our both of our teams. And, you know, we're really looking forward to see where we're at at this point in the season. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town Pump. Right down the road. Pump it up. Oh, yeah. Scott one um, FCS regional freshman of the week uh, this morning. So, I guess, can you talk a little bit about him? The run game going into Saturday. Yeah, you know, I think I've talked enough in the in fall camp that, you know, we anticipated Scott Ray was going to get some opportunity and, and we were excited about what that would look like, um, you know, and it was it was certainly a an exciting uh, breakout for him. Um, three touchdowns, uh, a couple a couple runs in there where I think he, he really flashed his uh, his speed. Um, and then there's a couple runs where he, you know, he missed he missed where he was supposed to go at the same time. I mean, I missed a missed a read. So, you know, for a for a first game out, 
you know, really pleased. I think, I think uh, he's a, a physical specimen in a lot of ways for his age. And, um, you know, I think we look to continue to be able to do, do things with him in the run game. Um, I think he's capable of more than that, but, uh, you know, he's certainly going to be a weapon as the season goes along. This is the first kind of familiar non-conference opponent, at least that your team has faced uh, in the non-con in your time here, I guess. Mm-hmm. How does that affect preparation, uh, if at all? Well, I, I think it, uh, um, there is that familiarity that you would maybe get with those regular conference opponents. I, I think it's not that different than that. Uh, you know, uh, when you have uh, a couple bank games like we do, and again, that's, this will be the third, third of 18 games uh, that they're, they're going to be our opponent. Um, I think there's a familiarity, but that works on both sides, you know? Uh, so you got to be able to look at those two games, um, you know, playoff, I guess your performance in some regard, what you, what you did well, what you didn't do well and know that they're doing the same thing. Um, so it becomes even probably more of a, a chess match, chess, chess match than it typically would. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think it gives either one of us an advantage by any means, but there, there's plenty to be learned, I think, from both of those games. Um, I was just curious, any player you had with uh, Coach Rogers? I know Sigmar was there forever, but um, I've seen you had Coach and Cedric, so. Well, um, I don't, uh, I, I, friends of friends, you know, I, I, I don't really know them directly, um, but I know guys that have worked with them and have a lot of good things to say about them. Uh, Jake Dicker was on stack, staff for them before he came to Wyoming. Um, Dan Morrison was on the South Dakota State staff before he came to Wyoming. So I feel like I, I got a good sense for who he is. I know they had really good things to say about who he was as a, you know, a player, a coach that uh, was coming to the ranks and uh, probably not surprised he was was the guy they passed the torch to after Stig stepped away. Um, you know, uh, and I remember him even as a, as a player going back. Um, he's a really good player back in the 2000s when, you know, when that rivalry between South Dakota State and North Dakota State really got, uh, got fired up. So very familiar name, even though I don't know him personally, but have a lot of respect for him. I mentioned all the returns on offense, but I just wanted to speak a little to Gronowski and just his quarterback plays. Yeah, I think I think what you saw, um, you know, really performed well that spring of, of 21, obviously. And he had heard that championship game, so it was lost for the fall of 21. And there was a build to uh, what they were willing to do with him last year. Um, but what came come playoff time, you know, um, he was back to full form as far as uh, you know being able to run the football. And that's where you know that was maybe more of what they did with him as a a uh, true freshman that spring, um, or a true freshman, wherever he was, but first time playing. Or last year, um, you know, he became a, a, a complete quarterback. He, he really threw the ball well um, in those playoff games you know, on top of, uh, you know, having a fine passing uh, regular season. So, you know, he's definitely a dual threat guy. Um, he appears to be a guy that has really good command of, of what they're trying to do. Um, I get the sense that, uh, you know, intangible wise leadership, work ethic, all that stuff that he's, uh, he's what you're looking for. So, you know, he's, um, you know, anytime, I mean, how many games has he played? He's played in two national championships, uh, won one of them. I mean, that, that's just a lot for the kid. Whether you're a sports fan, 
or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit anodesigns.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Anode Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call, 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anode Designs in Anaconda. Um, and then defensively, you know, they uh, their rushing defense was very vaunted last year. I guess what have you seen from from them against Hilton in twenty three? Yeah, I, you know I think one game in the game where they got up forty two nothing pretty quick had two interception returns. Maybe tough to gauge exactly where that's at. But like I mentioned before, you know they lost I think two really good players up front, but they were already playing last year with eight guys. They were committed to that. So you plug and play a little bit there. I know they added a really, uh, really good transfer from Iowa State in that mix. Um, so you know, I, I suspect that there, there's not going to be that that mindset isn't going to be much different. Um, you know, uh, they allow their linebackers to 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 make a lot of plays. The front does, you know. So what they do against the run certainly starts with that front front seven. Um, do you think they cover really well at the corner position? That allows the safeties to get a little bit more involved at the same time, especially when you go heavier personnel. So, you know, uh, the root of what they're trying to do is, is stop the run, uh, make you one-dimensional, um, much like, like we like to do. Um, and obviously, I think one thing they benefit from is, you know, in, in spring and fall, you know, they're going against a really good offense too, you know, an offense that can run the ball really well. So, um turning that personnel over, I guess, for them adding both spring ball and fall camp. Now I'm certain they feel like uh, this new version of this, uh, this front seven is, is ready to go. Any update on Monyata, Ty, and some of the late summer? Um, uh, I'll go back to junior, uh, junior, no update um, Labor Day. So I can't imagine every place is open for business today, including the NCA. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, my expectations for this week, and I hope we get an answer, uh, whether that's a final answer, whether that's the answer we want, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I think we'll get an answer on what's what's next. Kept him on the depth chart for that reason. Um, Ty is working his way back, but uh, won't be available this week. And then Lane, um, unfortunately for him, gets out there three carries, uh, and, and it's another setback. So uh, he'll be out for a little while, uh, you know, and that's, that's unfortunate, but – Unfortunate for him because Lane's worked so hard to get back, um, and, and you know it's going to be a guy that we're going to count on. But different than you know we were sitting last year, I think we we have um, a bigger stable of guys to go through. So let, we'll get Lane back at some point, uh, but that might be a few weeks down the road. Yeah, success of the running game obviously starts up front on four hundred yards on the ground. Um, what have you seen from that that group growth wise? You know, over last year. Yeah, I, I know we're. We're bigger, um, simply put. Uh, we're a year older. Um, you know, all those guys, with the exception of Connor Moore, played a lot of football for us last year. And, and Connor, I think we tried to accelerate his growth as much as we can. So, you know, um, I, I think a group that our expectations of them has has risen. Um, you know, in a group that I think flashed really well 
with some uh, a different level of versatility on Saturday, but at the same time has some things to clean up. Um, but I do think uh, beyond being able to lean on our athleticism up front, I do think we can we can lean on our physicality a little bit different, and yeah, you know, obviously we put the t- put to the test this Saturday. Um, speaking of the run game, uh, Jared White uh, was a place game last year. Kind of, what have you seen from him? His progress over the last year and kind of yeah, it's been it's been slow. I, I will say that. I you know I think there was hope that he would be ready to go for that game in December, and he actually did go on the trip uh, with us. You know that was a. A slow go and then we we obviously you know we don't win that game we have a break and then it was you know it was a little bit of a struggle and even through spring ball I think there was um maybe we didn't see the progress physically but I think through the summer that that started to shift for Jared um and you know so happy for him that he was able to go out there and make the plays because we feel like he's more than capable of doing that and you know he uh he wasn't sitting maybe where he'd hoped depth chart wise, but you know, he, he knew he was going to get in the game. Um, and that's what you need at that position. You know, you need guys that can make plays. And, and I think between the catch, obviously, and then the long run later, I, I think he proved, you know, that he could do that. And, you know, with Lane going out, I, there's, there's, there's a certain more opportunity for Jared going into this week, but, you know, really pleased because it had taken a while for him to get back to, to, to uh, true form and, and, you know, I think we feel like he's there. And I, I guess um, we saw some flashes and gold rush, but I guess what do you feel like he kind of brings skill set wise to the rush? Well, he's uh, he's got good size. He's smart. Um, you know, he's got good enough speed. Uh, he, I think he sees things pretty well. And then he's, you know, not that he'd be catching a lot of downfield passes necessarily, but I, he's a really good, uh, capable receiver out of the backfield too. So, you know, uh, he, he has that that every down potential I know that like we've talked about and that was actually his first play he was going in on third down um because of his his third down capability in the past game and in to, to have that opportunity pop up that very first play uh you know I guess it, it demonstrated you know one of his strengths and you know he's still I mean he's still young and that's the thing about it he's now played in parts of three games um and, and is a redshirt freshman. So bright, bright future for Jared. And, and it's just good to get him back to good health. Speaking of Jared, that on that run he had, the, the 79-yarder, uh, Sean had, had a few yeah. blocks on that. What did you think of his blocking on that play? Well, uh, he's, he's he's a physical man. Um, uh, he's not even a young man. He's a physical man, Sean is, and he showed it on that play. He, he was able to wipe out three guys. And probably the thing that I, that I love the most is once Jared scored – the joy that Sean showed for him in that play. Here's a quarterback that's, you know, getting a handful of reps in this particular game. Um, but he's such a team guy and he, I, I, I know, you know, he can make an impact in a lot of ways. That just happened to be the one of the first times it's been blocking, but um, no, it's, he's a strong, powerful guy. And, and uh, he showed it on that play. And then uh, I saw that Zach Cruz got in kind of early before yep. the, the, the main subs. What, what has he, he done to, I guess, get you to get playing time? Uh, you know, Zach had a good spring. We talked about that at the end of spring. I think he followed up with a, a good fall camp, um, you know, and we at the same time returned all our defensive ends. So he's he's on the outside looking in that 2D, but he's right there, um, you know, and I think his play on the, the defensive side of the ball has potential to continue to grow. Um, and special teams, uh, he's pretty heavily involved, though, and had a real good night. Um, he's a, a long, tall athlete that can run, and, and, and I think physically is uh, – 
you know, continue to grow in the whatever nine months he's been with us, um, just short of nine months. So, you know, it was a good, good first outing for Zach. And, and I think we look for his role to continue to grow. Anything else in the room? Oh, I guess one more for me. I know you mentioned um, Lane and Ty and Junior, but any other injury updates heading into this one? Yeah, so we, I know uh, Paul Bratz, you know, a, a week or two away, I'm uh, thinking about on the defensive side. I know Tyson Potter's probably in that same boat um, where I think we could have a conversation about them maybe being available next week, uh, but not for this week. So we left them off. Um, yeah, I think that's JT Reed, same, same, same deal. I think he'll be um, best case next week, the following week. Coulter Nuanas, Skyline Sports, coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here uh, with folks from Blackfoot Communications, including Morgan, who's a marketing representative over there at Blackfoot. How you doing, Morgan? Good, how are you? Very good. When it comes to your role, just... I'm in our marketing department. So essentially, I, I work on getting the right message in front of the right people at the right time. Just working um, to make sure that we communicate who we are and what we do and get that across to our different audiences. I know only one game worth of film under Coach Rogers. Did it look similar to what they've done in the past, or can you glean anything in terms of the coaching transition at all? Or is it, is it pretty similar to what you, you played last year? Yeah, I think I think pretty similar. Um, and you're looking at you know quarter and a half worth of uh, of stuff, really. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know he put a protege essentially in position at the defensive coordinator spot, um, you know, who had uh, coached under him last year and, and all that. Uh, so, you know, defensively and really their, their, their strengths, I think are, have continued to be in the same areas. So, you know, they've been very aggressive. Um, like I spoke to, I, I do think they, they, they can cover really well at the same time. That allows them to be that much more aggressive, play a lot of guys up front. That all, that all continue. Then offensively, um, you know, same coordinator on that side, uh, didn't have to maybe, you know, roll it all out, uh, in, in that game for a quarter and a half, but, uh, um, you know, obviously they're going to allow Gronowski to make some plays, uh, with his arm and his legs, and then they're going to let those running backs really go after you too. So, um, yeah, very, very similar. And that's kind of what I would have expected. You know, the one thing about South Dakota state and I've, uh, witnessed to it for quite some time is, you know, they've all in, in, I credit Coach Stig, and I'm sure Coach Rogers would see. You know, uh, he's going to follow suit. They've 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 really adapted their personnel over the years. You know, they haven't uh, always been the same on defense. They haven't always been the same on offense. Even though there was that relative continuity with Coach Stig for sure, but then a, a stable of assistants that have turned over. And I would I would sense that that's going to be very similar. It just so happens this year their personnel is very much the same. So I think they're going to play to the, the strengths of their personnel, and you know. Uh, you know, continue to do things like they have. The thing that's been so impressive to me watching them offensively over the last 10 years is how many great running backs they've had, but then also how they've been able to attain such great balance because they've had great quarterbacks and tight ends and wide receivers as well. I mean, how would you just evaluate the, the consistency of the way they are able to balance their offense? Yeah, it's been impressive. I, I think uh, impressive, innovative at times. They've had NFL quality players on the perimeter, you know, you spoke to tight ends. I mean, obviously with, with Goddard being a headliner, but Tucker Craft, I think they found unique ways to, to use them over the years. They've had, uh, you know, really good um, receivers that have been allowed to develop in their, their program. They've always been, you know, rock solid and the Yankee twins uh, are a, a great example of that. Um, you know, quarterback wise, um, a lot of different styles over the years and, and 
Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. 25 plus years of, of coach, you know, with coach Stig taking over my senior year plan. So, you know, a long time, you know, being able to observe it, um, you know, they've just found ways to continue to evolve uh, maybe with the times with some different coordinators, but really, you know, with an underlying uh, ability to, okay, how, how are we going to put these guys in the best position to win football games and then play really complimentary football in all these years too. So, you know, um, what their, you know, the level of consistency and then the, the, obviously the heights they've reached with that program, you know, and, and in particular looking at the the 20 years now, or just about, 20, this is this would be the 20th season of FCS football forum, um, you know, has been really impressive. We talked so much about quarterbacks, running backs, offensive skill guys, all that, but they also have multiple All-Americans on the offensive line. What do you think of that matchup? How important is it for your defensive line to rise to the occasion? Extremely important. Yeah, extremely important. Uh, you know, they return the five, but yeah, two All Americans in that mix to play side by side. Um, mean, nasty guys that that their purpose out there is to get after you, and they uh, um, they try to do their very best to do that. And, and you know, anytime you have as much uh, you know experience as they have, those guys playing together, you know, they're just an added element to a group of five guys. The, the communication aspect. Um, you know, working together on double teams, et cetera. I think uh, pass pro or those guys, you know, probably, you know, can communicate without communicating. Um, but, you know, I think the the root of what they do is they, they, they get after it. And, you know, to your, to your point, we have to be able to, to counteract that. Um, you know, I, I think we, uh, we held it pretty good in 21 and, and last year we, we didn't. And that was, uh, that was evident. Um evident right from the, the get-go. And, you know, we have to show that we've we've come uh, come along in that regard here game two of 23 if we're going to have a chance to win the game. Brody Greeby talked to me about how he thought about this game all offseason when he was lifting. And, and, you know, Sean Chambers said, hey, I know the exact moment of time that we walked off the field. So these guys have been thinking about this a lot. How do you use that? as a positive, as an advantage, rather than, you know, having it sort of cloud your vision going into this game? Well, we're here. We tried really hard, I, I think, the last month uh, plus to to make it about going against each other, make it about Utah Tech, but, but we're here now, so you don't have to worry about, you know, where that those thoughts sit in the guy's mind. I, I do know it was, um, it was a motivating factor for us in January and February and then again in the summer because, I, I, you know, our guys – um, know we're facing a really good team, uh, a great team by measures last year. And at the same time, um, I think we see see ourselves as having that kind of potential. Okay, so we knew walking uh, off that field um, that the, that we'd have another shot at them. You know, we had a shot that was on the schedule. It was here in September, and you know, I, I know our guys don't want to come up short again. Um, so what do you do about it? You don't, you don't talk about it. You just go to work. And, you know, I think our, the work that we've 
we've stacked up going back to the guys getting back in January has been um, significant. And at the same time, I'm certain the work that they've done with all their returners is significant too. So, you know, we have to be up to the task and, and um, we have to be able to make, make enough plays in all facets, um, you know, both with, with our physicality, but then also, also with our athleticism to get that game, you know, into the fourth quarter. Um, and that's, that's our aim. And, and um, it's going to, it's going to take a really, really good performance um, for, for it to play out like we want it to. And last one for me, I know we're going to talk to him here in a minute, but I want to ask you about Kenneth Iden because he's, he, he was such an unbelievably productive player in high school. I mean, one of the most productive I've ever covered. Now he's becoming a productive player at the college level. So how has he been able to make that transition? What have you thought of his growth? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, looking back, uh, his transition um, really had a, a rough first fall because he was he did, he did was injured a little bit. But you could see see, see things starting to happen, that, 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 red, that true freshman spring. And I think we were – I think we were smart about how we utilized him last year. That was a that was a growing process, but you know he's a guy that uh, that has an a, an excellent motor. I think for D lineman, he's he plays with great leverage. Um, he's strong. He's fast. Uh, he's tenacious. All those things, and you know uh, we got to find ways to put in position to to match him up well because he can be, and I think it's showing that he's a playmaker up front. You know, and 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 we need. Uh, we need that out of Kenny. And I, I think the the growth for him going back to even the beginning of last season is just, uh, you know, going beyond a guy that can flash, um, going, going to a guy that can, can flash and make plays, but then also um, is consistent and not, uh, not busting assignments at the same time. And I think there's a maturity that, that that's there that young, young players kind of go through, you know, I think uh, young D linemen, especially guys that probably were all about just going to, um, seek the ball when they're in high school. That's a tough transition. You you got to play within our scheme, and um, it takes a little time. And I, I do think Kenny's there though, and he's a guy that, beyond kind of being a more of a specialist last year, um, might be a third down specialist. He's an every down capable guy now, and um, you know we really need him to be a force, uh, not only this week but as the season goes along. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. You kind of touched on the lines real quick. Is that maybe one of the biggest differences you've noticed with South Dakota State, even going back to your time at NDSU? I mean, they've always kind of had those skill players, but, you know, when they were a team that was maybe just getting couldn't get out of the second round or couldn't get past the semifinal, they, they maybe got worn down against the James Madisons or NDSUs. Is that the big difference that you've maybe noticed is they have that depth along both their offensive and defensive lines now? Yeah, the depth maybe is the deal. I, I know uh, thinking back, um, 11, 12, 13, um, you know, we had some real dogfights with them, mostly because they were good up front. But to your point, they maybe didn't have the depth. Uh, you know, depth creates continuity from one year to the next. And, and I, I, you know, they, they was intentional how they played their defensive line last year. And, 
you know, you didn't see, you know, even though you're taking, taking all an all American off the field, or maybe even a couple, you know, between uh, Sanders and, and Winkleman, I think were the names uh, 99 and 97, you were taking them off, but you weren't seeing a real drop off, you know? So then you, that's why you, you know, that they can uh, plug and play moving forward. And I know they've gotten in that same mode up front, but uh, you know, going back quite a while, I mean, that was always something that, uh, you know, as coaches, we never took for granted was that matchup. And that's, you know, I think we had some really good, speaking specifically offensive lines at NDSU that threw my tail in there. And and this was probably the team that we struggled with more than anybody. Um, But, you know, uh, to their credit, they've continued to build it. Um, You know, success breeds success. Um, Their facility enhancement over the course of the last decade, I'm sure is part of that, but just the stability within that program, the more you win, the more you can build upon that. Um, So yeah, it's, they're in a different place, but boy, I always respected what they had up front going back to those those last several years at NDSU too. And finally, obviously, we we know both of these programs have rather large conference rivalries. You could argue that are probably the most important in the FCS. But when these two programs have now played each other in, in huge playoff games, with the potential for there to be more in the future, and I know there's a return game here in a couple of years in Bozeman. Kind of feel like maybe there's a little bit of a budding non-conference rivalry here between these two, considering the the landscape and and what we're what we're kind of see what we've already seen kind of develop here in, in just really two short years. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I think it's it's clear to see the programs that uh, have shown consistency to be at the top of this this level. And you know, I think fortunately for us, we put ourselves in that conversation. So you know to be where you want to be. Um, you can't shy away from these matchups. I know the other two have come in the semifinals. We'll have this regular season matchup. We'll have one in a couple years down the road. Um, I think there's a lot of respect between the, the two programs, um, you know, and absolutely um, we have to, we know this is an important game, I guess. If that's ultimately what a rivalry means. I mean, this is important on a lot of ends. It, it's not going to make or break the season for any team or either team, but it's, it's, you know, this early in the season, um, it's an absolute gauge of where, where you're at in the grand scheme of things. Um, and I, I'm certain we both have very similar goals when it comes to the grand scheme of things. So, you know, excited for our, for our team. I, I know my first two years we played an FBS game um, in the non-conference and those were exciting in their own right. But this, you know, there's a different feel, I, I think, for this, um, not only because we played them twice, but there's also the potential that, um, you know, you could play them down again. Um, so, yeah, it's it doesn't usually stack up this way, maybe in the FCS, that you get these type of matchups on the heels of what we've had the last couple of years out of conference, but here it is, and we're embracing it. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC.